It's episode 118 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Steph Mann. Hello, Hello, Stuart. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am all right. I'm all right, thanks. Uh, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling that weird mix of excitement and anxiety of going. Oh, we get to sit down and have a chat, but also at the same time, I'm going to be asked lots of questions. Lots of tough questions. Lots of I'm tough all questions. About the tough questions. The tough questions. You bring it down hard, Stuart. I do. That is my reputation on the improv scene. That's it. Um, so thank you very much for coming on. That's all right. Um, we have lots of exciting things to talk about. Yes. We should yes. probably talk about them rather than we, talking I about mean, the we fact could. we're going to talk about we could. them. I mean, we could. We could. Uh, yes. Let's do that. Let's go. Let's go. Brilliant. You're involved in Duck, Duck, Goose. I am. What's I am. Duck, Duck, Goose? I know what is Duck, the Duck, 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 Duck Goose. Goose. The Duck, Duck, Goose Improv Jam. I, I, think, I, I think I am one of many now who have, who have been on the podcast from Duck, Duck, Goose. Uh, basically, Duck, Duck, Goose uh, is an improv jam that runs every Monday at the Ephra Social down in Brixton. And we're a jam where anyone can feel free to come and play. We try and create as safe a space as we possibly can. And the night is devoted half to jammers. Uh, coming to drop their name in, in our bucket. And then the rest of the night, we've got acts coming from all over the place to come and play. So, yeah, it's it's just it's just a great night, really, for anyone to come and enjoy a bit of improv in just a really nice, low-pressure environment, I think. so. I always think people who start with jams, who start their improv life with jams, are really brave. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, I actually, I started my improv life going to Duck Duck Goose. Oh, really? Um, yeah, when I basically got got into the improv scene, then my best mate had heard about Duck Duck Goose and was like, right, we're going, we're going to this night and, you know, you can put your name in a bucket and you can get up and you can perform on stage with people. And I thought, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, my God, I don't think I could do that. Because... <laughs> The idea was so frightening, and so yeah, seeing seeing people just getting up on stage and doing it, it was just amazing, absolutely amazing, and so so brave. Yes. Uh, and yeah, and then kind of moving into doing it, kind of scary, but so much fun. Cool. Like, yeah. What way is it scary? Um, I think when you've not done it before, then I think it, it is just that kind of that nerve-wracking feeling of like you're in a room full of people, you've seen everyone else get up on stage, and when you're watching as an audience member, you don't necessarily see the nerves or mm. or or the moments of doubt in someone where they're going up, they're going, oh, I, oh, I don't know, am I? Oh, should I step out? Should I? Oh, oh, I, I do. You know, it all just looks kind of natural and like everyone's having a great time, and so before doing it. There's that weird feeling of impossible impossibility, and then it's you know as you've said many times, it's you know through doing it and doing it again, like constant kind of constant jumping into the fire yes. and kind of like throwing yourself in there. Yes, no, I definitely think uh, if anyone is struggling with jams, the way to mm. get better at jams is to do more jams. Mm. Um, but. Um, Yes, talking about observing other people. I read something on the internet about do not compare your insides to other people's outsides. 
I can understand that. And yeah, yeah, I, I would say that I see the sense in that and also the fairness. Definitely, definitely. And and yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't I I think that it's wrong to go through life imagining that everyone else feels as confident as they look all mm, the time. Definitely. Definitely, one hundred percent. And especially I, I don't know, is it is it rude to say especially when you're watching performers? Is that I don't know. No, I think that's fine. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fine. Good. So there are lots of kind of behind the scenes things that happen at Duck Duck. <laughs> right. Regular listeners yeah. know well I am fascinated yes. with the organisation. Yes. So what's your favourite behind the scenes job to do? My favourite behind the scenes job to do. Ooh. That's that's a tough one. I would say actually setting up the room. Uh, for me, setting up the room is my favourite job to do because it always—it's on a Monday, so we're all we're all coming from our various jobs to do the show, and it kind of—it's so nice, sort of getting into the Ephra and having that that slow building kind of excitement and that wonderful feeling of kind of like just just setting up the room, setting up the night, making sure it's ready. And it's it's almost like it's it's a live montage that's happening before your very eyes that you're participating in and doing. Because because that that's it. And it just it just gets you in that mindset and, and you're you're there just going, right, this is this is my moment of Zen before it's it's showtime and it's exciting. Now I wanna do a show. <laughs> One thing I normally mention to guests before um, we start, and I forgot tonight, was uh, don't be afraid of detail. Mm. I want to know, so what literally, how do you set up the room for Dark Dark Goose? How do we set up the room? Uh, th- this is so boring. The, no. The detail is... Oh, no, it's the, fine. This is, this fine. is the place for the detail. <laughs> All right. All right. Because other people so, might be interested in setting up their yeah. own jam nights, so and maybe they just want to know how that, you do it. That's true. That. That's totally fair. Um, so the room that we're in at the Ephra Social is, um, it's basically, it's its effectively like someone's living room. Because uh, it, it's like the lounge room of the, the Ephra Social building. So there's 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 a small bar in there, but literally there's, there's a fireplace at the end of the room. And normally it's filled with tables and like a couple of couches and seats around there. Um, a lot of the time the staff are lovely to us and they basically they they get a lot of the furniture and take it out of the room but on occasion we've got to remove some of the furniture that's in there and then gather all the chairs up from down in the restaurant or in oh, really? the bar and take them upstairs and set them all out get all of that ready we've got a, we've got our own sort of our own lights and sort of a bag of stuff that we keep all the things that we need for the show in and it's a case of going to get that get all the lights set up in the room get all of all of, sort of everything just set up so that it feels mm. like a duck duck goose night basically and that's i mean that's pretty much it bar the admin so i mean i imagine you need to get the winston churchill picture to put up on the mantelpiece I, I would love to say that we had to get it, but it's there. I think there are quite a few. There are quite a few which are, which are just there. It came with the room. <laughs> so, yeah. And if, I, if I'm if i right, I think there's even one behind the TV, which, really? which sits on top of the fireplace. I think there is. I think someone tried to move the TV and it was like, there's another Churchill. So, so yeah, I think, I think it's in there. So... But yeah, that that for me is kind of the the Zen moment of of the night before things get, you know, 
turn into into the wonder of running a show, uh, running around, saying hi to everyone, getting people's names, meeting the acts, getting them to come in and warm up, and uh, just the the general the general running really. Cool. Um, and then at the end of the evening, is there a takedown? Is it called uh, takedown? Uh, I mean, you could call it a takedown. Oh, it's like, welcome to the Duck Duck Goose takedown. Hey, it's called it. Is it a set down? I think there's some theatrical term. Because you have I a think set there is. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it is. I mean, takedown take feels like it fits for now. <laughs> let's stick with yeah, the takedown. I, I, I like takedown. Um, it kind of, yeah, it kind of runs to a degree in reverse. So anything that we bought up from downstairs, generally uh, we take back downstairs, uh, pull the furniture back in the room, take the lights down, and give them back our, our bag of goodies that they are very kind and stash in, in their basement, which is nice. And yeah, generally it, that's sort of how it goes, sort of say goodbye to everyone and you know have a drink if, if we've all got time and everything. And that's, that's pretty much it. Cool. It's yeah. I I don't know whether I'm going into enough depth. No, that's that, that, that exactly right. Enough depth. I'm just interested in um, the things that go on in improv that happen that allow improv to take place and that people just sort of take for granted. Mm. Um, because it hadn't occurred to me that you'd need to get all the chairs up from downstairs. I just well, presume they yeah. were there, which is just yeah. ridiculous, really. <laughs> well, some nights, some nights they they do they do do a job of of basically setting up chairs for us occasionally yeah. in the room. It, it sort of, I think it runs on whether or not they've had enough time themselves as well. Yeah. But we also, um, if you've ever been, you've been to the effort yourself. But if anyone else has ever been to the effort, uh, they they have some chairs which we like to use as many of as possible which are the lovely kind of red and blue chairs with like a you know with a silver frame and everything and those they tend to keep down in their restaurant or occasionally stacked up on the stage uh. and not sort of in the bar so if we get them it's just like well, well we, we want we want our chairs <laughs> we, we want to get the chairs that people are going to want to sit on and yeah, not yeah, come yeah. into the room and just be like Okay, it'll do. I mean, here to see a show, all right, you know. So. But it's all these little details that I find mm. fascinating because I've sat on those chairs, I've taken those chairs for granted. I thought these were just the episode of the chairs. I didn't realize they were the. Well, I mean, if if ever you've been to the show and hung around for five minutes afterwards, you'll notice that suddenly there's there's a wall of people that that are happy. They've they've been to the night. They've had a great time. They're standing in the room chatting, and then behind them. There's a bustle of however many of us are part of the team and not chatting to anyone. Yeah. They're just stacking the chairs up, taking the lights down, coiling the wire up and, and all of that. And suddenly you'll just hear someone shout out, excuse me, <laughs> because there's a stack of chairs coming through. Yeah. And it, it, it's, in, it's interesting. Like I remember before I'd started running, I, I actually I remember the very first sort of show that... Um, myself and Amar ran without Mark or Vic or Ed at the time and it was just like it felt so much like oh the, the kids are, the kids are taken over for the <laughs> night this is what's gonna happen and and just remembering like the sheer amount of stuff that we had to do to get the room set up yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was was just kind of like oh wow okay this is what it's like and sometimes one of them does it by themselves what, <laughs> what is this? so so yeah there's 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 a certain amount of work that goes into it so definitely cool definitely. have you um had any deverish demands from any of the acts playing um, probably <laughs> but 
if I'm really honest, I can't I can't quite remember at, at the moment. At the moment, mostly everyone everyone who comes to the show is mostly absolutely lovely and polite and wonderful and. There, you know, a lot of requests come with a, oh, I'm really sorry, but would it be possible to, you know, every everyone's lovely mostly that we have at the show. So it's, yeah, it's generally we have a good crowd and the, the scene is filled with lots of lovely people and lovely acts. That so. is very true. They are. That's why... Uh... That's why my muckraking uh, <laughs> questions rarely <laughs> reap the dividends I'm really for. sorry, Stuart. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Although I, I feel I should start calling you Stuart Moses because I've been told by Madeline and Madeline anyone... Madeline Hunter, you mean? Madeline Hunter. Give her her proper that's, name. That's true. And as anyone who knows her knows, she can be quite, quite straight on, very commanding with certain things. It's frightening sometimes. <laughs> But, but she's lovely. Uh, but I don't think I will, because I feel weird calling you Stuart Moses all the time. Oh, well, it's up to you. I mean, I encourage it. In public, I like to be referred to as Stuart Moses, host of the Improv London podcast. Slash Shadow Lord. Oh, well, well that's my secret identity. as <laughs> uh, the Shadow Lord. Um, yes. Yeah, listen to previous episodes. I, I am aware that I repeat myself a lot on this podcast, but I have a finite amount of things to say. I, I, I think that... The thing that happens with that, though, is because people have seen you do things that they like and they've loved watching you do. Oh, and therefore, when they come onto the podcast and have a chance to chat with you about it, then it just inevitably comes up. Well, that's a, that's so. a very lovely thing. Thank you. I was at a Duck Duck... All right, I will tell you briefly. Yeah. I was at a Duck Duck Goose Jam and it was the first jam that I'd done that I really enjoyed. And I thought, oh, this is what jamming feels like when you enjoy it. But... Uh, I was a, uh, I think it was, I was in the first scene and I had the last line as well. Um, and yeah, it was just this sort of... Coming straight on and declaring <laughs> that he was the Shadow Lord. Uh, it was it was brilliant. <laughs> I, I have to agree, I, I love those jams when something clicks and you find a character that yeah. works, but that it feels... Like it feels right every every other time that you come back on stage, and and if you bring it back, it's a moment where it feels right. It doesn't feel like you're like you're trying like yeah. you're trying to, you know, do the joke like too yeah. much, or you're just trying to go. Well, this is this is my moment. It, it's just one of those organic feelings of like ah now <laughs> now I can do this and it it works. I I love those moments. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was it was a joy to do, and yes, mm. it did feel. It felt very natural, and mm. it, I think because it was a really, in a way, clear choice, although it was quite... The choice, I mean, what is a Shadow Lord? Who knows? But, you know, the, the, I found that the character and just the name and the fact that he went around, he or she, went around saying uh, that he was the Shadow Lord. Mm. Um, it was both really specific but also really general at the same exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No. So, yes, uh, thank you for mentioning that. Um, no I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about The Shadow Lord. Um, it's okay. You're also in uh, some groups. Um, yes. Yes, let's yes. talk about them. Uh, let's talk about Gorilla Panic. All right. You are in with Victoria Hogg. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. Who is um, also of Duck Duck Goose Parish. She is, she is. Uh, I feel very lucky, actually, um, because it was, I think that we, we started doing it. It, it it's quite funny, the, the origin of Gorilla Panic 
is kind of it's it's an amusing setup in that I believe one night um, Vic and Mark were going to do a set of X and Y. Would that be Improv Journeyman Mark Tyndall? It would be Improv Journeyman Mark Tyndall. Just give him his uh, yes. full name. Recently moved to Portland, Oregon in the US. Yeah, that's one for the long-time listeners. Exactly. Huh? I was expecting yes. that Improv Journeyman Mark Tyndall would be a running thing, and it was for a couple of episodes <laughs> back in the single digits, anyway. One day he'll be back. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so I... I I remember that Vic, Vic, Vic and Mark were were going to do a set, and I think Vic was Vic was ill and she couldn't do it. And Mark asked me if I would stand in and if we could do something together, and we we did. We we did we did our own version of two of the two chairs format. We had a great time. We basically messed about, which is what what we did, um, and and afterwards. I think it, it came from from having a chat with with Vic about it and realizing that that we also quite liked playing together as well. It was just like ah oh, yeah we we should do something you know we should do something as well and and I think there was there was a little bit of like well you you guys had a good gig I, I <laughs> it's meant to be my gig man like yeah, so um and and so yeah we 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 had a go we we kind of set ourselves up and started, you know, did a little bit of rehearsal and set ourselves up with a with a 10 minute slot and gorilla panic kind of happened. And yeah, it's just been it's just been really really fun, really really good fun and kind of we're we're both very different people uh but I feel like our our sense of humor and our the certain things that we enjoy about improv in terms of finding sort of emotional characters finding the connection with characters kind of meets in the middle mm. um and so we you know with two different approaches then you, you know you you kind of you kind of get something lovely and meaty and i think that that's what we quite enjoy doing together on stage and you know seeing seeing how far you can sort of stretch a reality while keeping it grounded Mm. And the characters therein, and sort of trying to delve into what's making them tick and their connection, and having fun. So the two chair format that you did with Mark—that's the one where we pick up a chair, walk around, and then put yes. down the chair and use get it an audience member to say yeah. stop. And, then... and so, do you do that format in Gorilla Panic? No, not at all. Completely, completely different. That was that was something that me Mark had asked if I wanted to try, and uh, so Vic and I. Uh, we basically do seam work, kind of, and it could, you know through through a set we could do you know who knows how many scenes, whether it be you know three, four, five, or just one or two, you know depending on how much we're enjoying it and how far the scene kind of takes you really. So and the characters take you. Cool. So. And you mentioned that you have different senses of humour. Um, yeah, I think I think so. I think so. Slightly, slightly different senses of humour. What's your so. sense of humour? What's Vic's sense of humour? Oh, it's a hard question. Oh, that. I mean, that's a hard question because that means me talking for Vic, which, which I feel. Ah. Uh, well, no. I, you, I, yeah. I think you're giving. Okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, I yeah. think it'd be your interpretation. Of My Vic's, interpretation you, of Vic's uh, sense of humour. Um, See already, I can I can feel my face going red at the the idea of of overstepping that. Much. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, my sense of humour, I can 
I can happily say, uh, is quite wide-ranging, and I know uh, from years spent with my best mate Amar back and forthing many things, I know I find humour in unexpected things, uh, ridiculous outbursts to unexpected situations, or, or quite silly characters a lot of the time. Um, and that feels such a basic way of putting it. Um, <laughs> but just general, general warmth and kind of warmth and fun and, yeah, a, a certain element of craziness and silliness is, is definitely, definitely there. It's a hard question. So, I, I recognise it's a hard mm, question. Yeah. Um, so do you have a format that you're following? Uh, Vic and I. Yeah. I wouldn't say that we've got a format that we're following. We just generally, I would say that we're going, we we perform long form scenes uh, with characters and kind of, as I said, kind of, yeah, take it from there, see see where they take us. Cool. Do you so, have uh, an ask for at the beginning? Uh, a lot of the time uh, we've spent just asking for a word. Right. So just taking a single word and kind of going off, trying to think of what that means to us, kind of, you know, trying to get your three degrees of separation and kind of see what you can come up with. And so you're, you're A to seeing? To a degree, yes. So yes. we should explain what that is. A to seeing. So, so if you think of a word and then effectively... Cup. Uh, pardon? Cup. So, cup. Uh, so from cup, you could go water. Uh, you could go kettle, bucket, uh, anything that's taking... Like your word associating with cup and therefore that's taking you to B, but it's taking any number of different directions. And then to go on from that, say your, your chosen word, say if I chose bucket, uh, then you'd pick another word from bucket. I would choose another word from bucket? Yeah. Uh, so uh, so bucket would inspire me to think of uh, sand, to think of uh, when I went to the beach and got bitten on the knee by a donkey, that sort of thing. Well, there you go. There's your C. <laughs> And that's and that's taken you from cup to the beach, so cool. Yeah, um, that sounds great. Um, you're also in Duck Duck Tales. Yes, tell me yes. about Duck Duck the Tales. The house team. Uh, Duck Duck Tales is Duck Duck Goose's house team, and uh, we got permission uh, to do the format um, quite a while back. Um, and forgive me because I cannot remember the full names of the people that we got permission from, uh, which is terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, but it is a choose-your-own-adventure style uh, set, uh, long-form narrative, and where, at the beginning of the set, we will ask the audience for, say, a film genre or a theatre genre. Uh, a lot of the time these days, then, we've been asking for people to mix it up and maybe give us a mix of two different genres oh, or something that's a little yeah. bit bit more out there because after a while if you know most people's rolodex of genres off the top of the head is kind of you know it ends up getting you know sci-fi film noir western you know whereas whereas if you try and mash two together then immediately that gets people thinking going ah I wonder what we could give them. Ah, I wonder what we could give them to make this hard and difficult. <laughs> because I think that's what every audience member does during an improv show. 
to a degree. Um, and then throughout the show, for for all the choices that come up, we we have a narrator who's narrating the show. And for all of the choices that may come up, then the audience get to pick which choice we take. Very much like in an old style choose your adventure book or computer game. Mm-hmm. And various choices may lead to death and destruction and sadness. But much like in a choose-your-own-adventure book, you can always go back and see what the other choice uh, lay in store for you. So Yeah, I mean, that's a really yeah. fun format. It's, it's really fun to play. It's really, really fun to play. Um, and recently, very recently, in fact, um, we had uh, Peter and Lindsay who... Uh, who taught us the format in the first place uh, they came over and gave us a just another sort of little coaching session in it as well so it was really nice to kind of have that kind of sort of refresher sort of uh, sort of just that couple of hours to to refresh how it was uh, like how to sort of really play with the format and really get into it and how to do different things with it so yeah no it was lots and lots of fun and it's good fun yes no I'm a really big fan of uh, narrative um, in general Mm. Um, I don't know why people struggle with it anyway that's my (laughs) see I want to delve into that I I now want to ask you what what you mean there well to me I find stories quite an obvious like format Mm -hmm. and I, as long as you keep it simple and you know, yeah, all right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can I can understand that. Can we tell this to Hollywood? Is it possible <laughs> to tell this to Hollywood? Is 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 that you know? Do you know what my message yeah. to Hollywood would be? Go on. Please, can we have shorter films? <laughs> because rarely, there's very few films that need to be three hours long, and I would say even yeah. then. Anyway, I mean that that's. That that is the that is possibly the uh, the very tiniest tip of the iceberg when it comes to problems in Hollywood. Well, you are yes. right. Yes. yes, no, you are right. Yes. I have prioritized the wrong thing there. Yes. Well, I think I think we both did. Yes, but, uh, yes. We're not responsible for Hollywood. No, but yeah. that's not to say. Oh, I'm just going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move on to glow in the dark. 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 Glow. <laughs> it's great it's so much fun every single time every single time it's so much fun it's so much fun and yes so uh glow in the dark is uh is a team that is left of uh basically uh wonderful wonderful friends uh so about i want to say about three and a half years ago then uh, I did my first my first Hooper Beginners course, and through that course, then I met lots of wonderful people, uh, but some some of which stayed together uh, to form a little team called Ahoy. 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 I've not yes. heard of Ahoy. Because Ahoy didn't do anything. Oh right, see, fair yes. enough. <laughs> yep. So uh, we we got together. Uh, we also. All the friends from from the beginners course, we we all stayed on together to do the performance course, and I know that I've been told not to try and name all names. So it's I'm, more of a tip than a guideline. Exactly. So so because I am slightly worried about forgetting people, I I won't. But 
I do remember you all, and and I love you all as well very much. You know who you are. Yes, exactly. Um, and so we kind of, after our performance course, then we kind of stayed together. But as as things went, different life commitments uh, took different people out of the team, and it ended up uh, being Charlotte, Mark, and Charlotte from um, Bark and Bee, and who are also in Glitch. Um, uh, we stayed together, and Dan Luxton from Duck Duck Goose. So we we also have two very sort of very out on the edges uh, members, uh, Afi and Amar, who kind of haven't been able to be part of the team, but originally originally were. Is that is that when you say out on the edge? That's what you mean, yeah. rather than yes. their improv style being crazy. Oh no no, uh, I I mean I mean out on the edge in terms of they they haven't uh, they yes. they kind of. I, I would say they they went on hiatus. Ah right, fair enough. Fair enough. So so before I think even before we possibly came glow in, became glow in the dark. But uh, but yeah. So otherwise, glow in, glow in the dark has been uh, Charlotte, Mark, Daniel, and myself uh, performing for a while now. And we, it was through we'd we'd meet up and just kind of rehearse and sort of teach each other things that we'd learn or play games that we found fun. And also just kind of jam with each other until somehow a, a narrative kind of format sort of formulated. And we realized, hey, we're enjoying doing this. You know, we're enjoying doing this together. And that's it. Let's book ourselves a slot because then that's that done. We have, <laughs> to, we have to perform. Yes. We have to now perform, which is exactly what we all want to be doing. Um, and that's also where the theme tune came from. <laughs> it was just a completely improvised moment of like, right, what, what are we going to do? We've, we picked a name, Glow in the Dark, and then we started chanting. Because <laughs> I think chanting is a very important part of improv. I, yes. I, I, think it's, I think it's a lot of our games begin with chanting. Really? Or end in chanting. I mean, if you think about it, Bunny Bunny yes. starts with chanting. Yes. And, you know, there's... I, I, please don't challenge me to name more. <laughs> terrible. Well, I think uh, if you're listening yeah. and you can think of other games that begin with chanting, yes. why not tweet at Improv London? <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely do, definitely do. And please educate me because my memory is like a sieve <laughs> and I barely remember things. It's terrible. Um, so, yeah, and we, again, likewise, we, I think that we decided that we... We would stick with a case of we wanted to tell stories, but we didn't want to hold to necessarily having a set beginning and end conclusion. Oh, that's interesting. In terms of starting with characters and playing out a story and kind of if, if it got to the end, then it's great. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. sounds like a wonderful excuse for bad timekeeping. <laughs> uh, but I think at the time it was just because we were, we, we were having fun playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I think... Uh, I, I would say this for every single team that I'm in. Uh, it's wonderful to be in teams with such wonderful players. And players... Like, like everyone that I've been lucky enough to play with I, I feel is so funny and so creative and it's amazing to see the, the variety of 
difference that yeah. you can have while doing essentially the same medium. Yeah. Like in terms of Duck Duck Tales is narrative. Um, you know, to a degree, Gorilla Panic is, you know, it's it's long form scenes which are narrative, and then Glow in the Dark is narrative. But all all three teams are different. We all bring different things and and have different you know different paths that the mind treads down mm. uh, when you play with each other, and it's it's wonderful. Like uh, you know, Charlotte is amazing in terms of of not only characters but picking up on what a story needs yeah. or or dropping just a hint of of something in that suddenly you go oh i can i can play with that and um and and again with with mark and dan uh you know the, the characters that they portray are, are wonderful and witty and uh, Dan's dry sense of humor, Mark's ability to mold himself into yes. different characters yes. uh, is fantastic, and and I I always feel like I I'm part of the team, but I could just as easily just sit and watch them. <laughs> uh, and and the same you know the the same with Duck Duck Tales and and also playing with Vic and in Gorilla Panic, it's it's an absolute joy to play with with all of them. So. Yeah, I I feel like I've I've complimented Glow in the Dark, but not anyone else, and now I feel bad. <laughs> I'm sure everyone knows that they they're complimented. Uh, what's your improv origin story? How did you get started? My a long long time ago, <laughs> back when I was but a young teenager. I wasn't. I was an older teenager. Um, so when I was seventeen, I went to college. And I met a man named um, named Amar, and we he's uh, we've been friends uh, for a very very long time. Uh, a fair few people may know him on the improv scene, um, and if they don't, they may have seen him around with a camera or requesting to take lovely portraits of people. Um, but we we met at college and we became really good friends instantaneously and ever since we've known each other we've always just lapsed into suddenly going into character and trying to make each other laugh with characters or situations and whether it be just walking along the street and suddenly finding yourself surrounded by people and, and commenting on that so the people can hear you or you know deciding to walk around talking as if you know we were in some form of 1950s film noir detective story mm -hmm. uh or anything and just i think just exploring those characters and trying to work out what what their thought process was what their what you know what their mindset was uh i think a a favorite one of of mine with him was always this this kind of guy like, hey, you, you, come over here. Come, hey, 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 you, I got, I got something to show you. Look at this, look at this. Come over here, you know. And, and it's, it's just a silly character, but, but we, it's, it's one of those, one of those situations where you spend years doing this and we, we ended up going to uni together and living together. And then later on, um, he moved into London and I was living in London and, and we'd meet up for, for dinner and, and go walking through the city. And that's that's where it really kind of uh, took off for us. 
and and a couple of years sort of after that around about three and a half years ago to be you know <laughs> to to be more accurate then um i i was going through a stage in my life where i felt uh i was suffering from anxiety social anxiety um which uh was getting to the point where i was afraid that i I was starting to feel afraid leaving the house because of the effects that it would have on me and I suddenly realized that okay this is this is an issue that needs to be sorted out and it was around about that time that he said by the way you know this this thing that we do um people do it as a theater form people come together and they do it on stage and the biggest thing that's hit me looking back at that is I spent years watching Whose Line Is It Anyway and thinking, this is amazing! And I, I did not put the two together, <laughs> ever, and yeah, think, hey, that's that's what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, and 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 he said to me, like, I, I found this night that we can go to. Uh, come come to this night. Uh, come and see it. Come and see what, what it feels like. And then he found out about Hoopla and told me about Hoopla and the, and the beginner's course and everything. He was like, I... I think we should do this course. And immediately I just said, yes, I need to do it. It's going to be good for me. It's something that we do together. And if I say no, then it feels like that's completely and utterly just giving up and just cutting out that side of, of, of what I enjoy doing and just saying no to it. And so I, I, I was starting to go to Duck Duck Goose. Um, I was too scared to jam until after my first hoopla class and then after that i got up and jammed forever on from there and and kind of yeah in i was very i felt very lucky to be uh, to have steve for both my beginners and performance course um mr wonderful wonderful mr steve rowe who if if anyone ever feels uh, like ashamed of playing a character like in their own head or feeling the need to play a character go talk to Steve Rowe because he is so full of character and and so ready to play and so ready to give you your own license to play characters and to really get into that sense of humor uh it 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 was just so liberating mm. so much fun and also suddenly being in a room surrounded by people that felt exactly the same way that you did and and that wanted to explore their sense of humor and build on it the same way that you did uh that was such a lovely experience absolutely so uh yeah i i i i kind of almost want to say that's it but it's not because i um i carried on with the performance course and i carried on going to Duck Duck Goose and I'd started started jamming in I guess maybe the, the January um, and then uh, kept going regularly every week and then I think in the July of that year the end of the July then I remember sitting down pr like pre-show one week uh, chatting with Vic and uh, it was Amar and I sitting there and she asked if we'd like to join the team and said that she'd had a chat to Mark and Ed and that they thought that we were there, you know, we were there every week and everything <laughs> like that. And suddenly it was just like, wait, wait, you, us, us, us guys, but like, 
what about all of the other great performers <laughs> that are there? But it was, you know, it was like we, we were the fit and it was, it was amazing. Like that was amazing to be asked to join. Um, and like, I, I know, um, other co-hosts have said before, like being, being asked to join that night, uh, to ask to join Duck Duck Goose was, yeah, it was a game changer for me because I'd always felt as well that it was such a warm and welcoming night. Um, everyone was so kind and open and, and, you know, every week you could go there and someone would be like, hi, how you doing? You know, what's, what's going on? You know, are you jamming this week? You know, what, uh, you know, so happy to have you there. It was so welcoming and such a lovely, lovely space. Um, and it was like to suddenly be asked to be part of that was just like, wow, yeah, yeah, I would, I would love to do that. And, and then to kind of be educated into becoming a facilitator of that night and to sort of looking into what it is and realizing that, yeah, I, I'm now a co-host of a night where I just want everyone to come and have an amazing time. Um, I want to see everyone every week. Uh, I want people to come and perform and enjoy themselves and have a room full of laughter and fun and just a no pressure sense of like, hey, come and join in if you want to join in. If you don't want to join in, don't worry about it. But like we're we're here to have a have a great time and just the huge amount of love that comes out of it and that I hope that we generate and mm. continue to because that's that I I feel like that's my that's my part of. of the team i i just love everyone you're, so you're that, the heart that's of it duck, duck goose. oh i i wouldn't i wouldn't go that far a heart but i'm a i'm a heart <laughs> of duck duck goose and uh certainly certainly i will i will be i'll be very happy to see anyone who comes to the show and give a cuddle obviously with consent uh i i've been told that that's important and that that even though i enjoy hugging not not everyone does so for anyone out there that I have hugged that didn't want it, I'm very sorry. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of my, my improv journey. Um, I mean, there's, there's a couple of other courses along the way. Uh, had a fantastic time doing Jules Munz's two prof course. Oh yes, I've done that. Uh, Some of a lot of fun yeah yes. absolutely and learn a huge amount from that as well so it was he was a fantastic teacher yes. as well yes and uh managed i was lucky enough as well to be uh get onto chris means narrative course um quite a while back actually yeah, um, yeah. doing that and that's where i got to know maddie a bit better and uh mr greg <laughs> Uh, and uh, Mark, uh, Mark Wheeler joined me again on there. And again, again, too many names. There are too many names, but <laughs> I uh, had you. an absolutely wonderful time doing that as well. And Chris Mead is also just a fantastic, yes. fantastic teacher. Yes, he is. Oh, I just love everyone, Stuart. Right. That's a good position can to I, be in. Can I give more love out to anyone? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good ambition. Um, Let's talk about something that is hashtag not improv still good. Hashtag okay. not improv still good. That's the hashtag I'm using for this. It's okay. not improv, it's still good. Yep. It's dead drunk detective. Dead drunk detective. Yes. Okay. Um, I am very, very lucky enough to be in Brendan Way's uh, podcast, uh, Dead Drunk Detective. 
and I he's he's been very lovely and written me in as the character Harry Potter, who is a <laughs> werewolf. And I just find that funny every time I hear it. <laughs> I I I do. I do. It's, I feel like it's very Brendan. I feel like it's 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 super Brendan. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm very lucky. Um, he, they they've pulled together such a wonderful cast uh, each season, and with lots of people returning. Uh, Arfie as as Johnny Stumbles, the you know the the main main character, our wonderful detective, zombie detective, and. Uh, Kate as 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 Betty, just just everyone. It it's it's a pleasure. It's so it's so much fun and a whole a whole different ball game of exhilarating fun to kind of be part of and enjoy those moments of kind of, you know, sitting down with a script and and being a uh, you know reading through the script and just being like right okay how how can you have fun you know with a character this time. And I mean, what's it like working, working with a script rather than being allowed to make up your own stuff? Um. I would say it kind of the creativity mushrooms out into all the different areas that you can go. So oh, if you're given if you're given if you're given the character, then yes, you may have the confines of, of the script, but at the same time, you also have the personality to put behind the character. And while Brendan uh, gave guidelines on how he wanted the characters to be, I feel that for a fair few of them if when he when he'd written certain characters for certain people uh then he wanted them to have as much fun as they could and so in that sense there's a certain amount of freedom in the character and i mean for me harry is i guess to a degree a lot a lot like a side of my inner self which is very happy to see everyone um, it feels very kind of like ready to ready to give love and be loved, um, and and just genuinely happy to see people. Happy to see people in a very carefree kind of carefree manner. I think, and so that that was quite a nice fit. And so it's always good fun going back to him. I mean, it's a really interesting way into a character that is a werewolf. Mm. Is that a spoiler? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, just in case, sp- spoilers. Spoiler, uh, yes. uh, as as I as I've mentioned and Stuart has now mentioned, uh, Harry is a werewolf. Um, but but I I think it is because it's such a different take. Mm. It's a, it's such yeah, a different yeah, side, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. and it's a it's it's a wonderful marriage between that whole idea of you know of of, of the dogging up. You know that whole yeah, that whole yeah, mentality. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. werewolves are always depicted as as being, you know, more the, the the wolf kind of hunter. You know, super serious. You know, really, you know, horrifying and and more monster like. Whereas this is much more dog like. Yeah. In terms of just yeah. like, okay, okay, are we gonna play? Are we gonna do something? <laughs> Hi, I'm here. I'm ready. You know, and and it's. And it's it's great it's great to play with a character like that. He's he's really good fun. So cool. Well, do check do check. Uh, yes. Dead drunk detective. Definitely the uh, the third season is out at the moment. I do believe. Certainly. So well, certainly yes. Yes. Brilliant. So cool. Mm. Um, so 
What's the best note? What's the best or worst note you've ever been given in improv? The best or worst note? And did you take it? Oh, I would like to say that I take all of my notes. Um, well, I, I, I think, I think I, I certainly, I will certainly take them all with a smile, um, and I will certainly do my very best to employ them, because at the end of the day, it's uh, uh, people are being constructively critical and attempting to help you have more fun. Hmm in becoming a better player and also being being a a better partner for other people to play with as well yes so kind of you know happy happy amount of both of those um in terms of my best or worst notes ah uh, i i feel terrible because i i can't I can't think. Question. Yeah, um, I think one of one of the one of the best ones that um, I got given was in um, actually during my two prof course uh, with um, Jules Munns, and Vic and I had been doing an exercise together on the course, and we ended up as two pigeons discussing chips. You see, I feel and, that the being pigeons is a rite yeah. of passage for every improviser. It may not. It may <laughs> just be the case this happens in London. I don't know if this happens in other countries or other cities or anywhere. But the playing pigeon scene seems to happen yeah. to everyone at some time or other. I think it must. I, I I agree with you. It's definitely it's definitely a rite of passage. I reckon. Also, the the uncomfortable playing pigeons scene that you suddenly end up, as we did, in a situation where we felt like. We're in we're in the scene together. Neither one of us is really enjoying it, um, and not really knowing what we could do to 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 change it up. Mm. And we talked to Jules about it afterwards, um, and he said. Uh, I can't remember the exact three three things that that he mentioned but he said in in a scene like that if you feel like if you feel like you're kind of having some form of mundane kind of you know you're having a mundane conversation and 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 you're both not necessarily enjoying it and not necessarily uh feel like you know where to take it uh make a decision have a reaction to something that someone says make a decision make a make a choice in that moment to um to voice an opinion or you know or you know and 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 for the other person you know or to or to have you know to to react with in an emotional way to something that your scene partner has said and to change it up to make mm. it you know to to raise the stakes to a degree and therefore give you something more to play with and ah. um, i think that's that's something that's always kind of stuck with me Wise, 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 wise. Hmm. And do you find that you learn well from improv books? And if so, do you have a favourite improv book? This is the terrible moment where I have to say that I I haven't read any. Yeah, fair enough. I, I feel very bad saying okay. that. Kinesthetic uh, learner, that's fine. <laughs> I yes, I, I haven't read any. I would I would like to 
but I haven't got round to reading any yet. Fair enough. And if anyone feels like sending me any suggestions, uh, please please feel free to, to drop me a list of books that I that would be good to read uh, over to me, where you can find me on Facebook as Steph Mann. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, cool. So... If someone at a Duck Duck Goose Jam or anywhere else uh, were to step on stage with you, what mm-hmm. could they do to delight you? Ooh, uh, see, this is this is this is a big one. Um, I would say to feel free to double down on a character and feel free to stand by their justifications in in a situation. Uh, no matter if they feel that they've said something and then suddenly gone ah or or not or or anything like that because I'm I'm very happy to play. Uh, it's one I I've realised that I I have a I have a terrible trait in scenes. I'm very very bad at starting scenes. That's interesting. Um, part of the reason for that is because I'm always so delighted by what other people might have in their head and there's part of my brain which is like oh you're doing something I want to see what you're doing and I want to I want to know how I can best play with you know it's almost like I want to steal your toys I want to see how you're playing with them and then I want to steal them or share and play with you that's that's probably a better way of putting it uh, but yeah I think I think just just coming out and and going for it is is generally a wonderful wonderful way to delight me and and be happy to go down the crazy ride because i have a terrible i've also realized i have a terrible tendency of of being a little bit creepy uh with scenes or having slightly creepy characters in scenes creepy in what way creepy in a way um so for instance i i did a scene um, recently, uh, a two-person scene at Duck Duck Goose with uh, one of our jammers, Kevin, and I think that our suggestion was bat, and um, and we started with the scene with with him pointing out a bat flying around the room, and uh, and I played the the owner of the bat, <laughs> and had a kind of a sort of almost a relationship with the bat that we were inviting. Kevin to to join in with <laughs> and uh, and and stated the fact that that me and my my bat thought that he would bring a friend and that the bat had wanted a lemur and uh, long story short the the scene ended with the bat demanding a bloodletting uh, which would have been Kevin hence the slightly creepy um, but yes so, but again, this is from my sense of humour. Sometimes I I can't help it. It's it's almost a go-to character um, because I find it funny, um, which is terrible. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> well, I mean that very nearly yeah. answers my next question, yep. and that is, what is your go-to character? What's your signature? My go-to move? character. Um, I know that there's a character of mine that Ed Farger loves, uh, which we dubbed Old Man Steph, and uh, he's very kind of, oh, oh dear, oh, oh no. Uh, so that is a go-to character. There's also the kind of, oh, yes, I know, kind of, oh, kind of creepy sort of 
Yes. Or that that kind of there's a certain there's a certain hunch uh. and a certain readiness that I think can be attributed to a few characters, but I think it's generally the the delighted hunch with quivering readiness that is maybe my go-to my go-to position if not character. <laughs> so, which is which is generally terrible, but uh, yes. It's, it's good fun. Yeah. Thank you for being a guest on the Improv London podcast. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Stuart. Yay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I made this. That's improv. <laughs> <laughs>